welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. Well, on today's program, we're going to study some popular verses found in the book of Lamentations. Now, as we take a closer look at some of the most popular Bible verses, we're finding out why they are so popular and how they will actually apply to our lives. And quite often, these popular verses are just that. They're verses. They're not read in context. And this can then lead to a misunderstanding about the meaning of the verse. Now, I'm praying that this series is going to give us a lot of food for thought about some of these popular verses. Now, as I mentioned at the top of the program, today we're going to focus on a couple of verses found in a scripture in the Old Testament. This wisdom comes from the book of Lamentations. It contains five poems of cries, regrets, and pain. Lamentations, however, does not express heartache over some bad luck or lost lover. Lamentations expresses the heartbreaking aftermath of Jerusalem being destroyed by evil Babylon. You don't read Lamentations as much as you feel it. Jeremiah wrote these poems, and, and you can feel his pain as he cries out to God. His, his agony is tangible as he expresses his grief over the loss of his homeland. The special places he, where he grew up, they were destroyed. Many of his friends had been killed. Everything he knew, everything he loved had been wiped out. Now let's take a look at the verses just before our study verses as Jeremiah expresses his pain. Lamentations chapter 3, verses 19 and 20. The memory of my suffering and homelessness is bitterness and poison. Can't help but remember and am depressed. Have you ever felt like Jeremiah? Ever felt so much pain that you're bitter inside? Ever felt homeless and, and, and homesick, desperate for love and a connection? Have you ever lost something or, or someone so special that your grief was almost unbearable? Well, that's where Jeremiah was. And maybe, maybe that's where you are today. You see, contrary to how some Christians portray the Bible, this is not an antiseptic book out of touch with, with pain and, and the suffering of life. Throughout the Bible, we see people crying and yelling and, and aching to God and others over the pain in their life. The Bible is filled with people who, who feel helpless and, and feel hopeless. Jeremiah was no exception. Yet Jeremiah, in the midst of his pain, would say this, Lamentations 3, verse 21, But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. 
You know, Jeremiah was down, but he was not out. He still had the audacity to hope in the midst of his mess. He still had hope that one day he would find help and healing and relief from all of his pain. And what gave him such hope in the midst of such agony? How could he find hope after all that he had been through? Well, Jeremiah dared to hope because he remembered something crucial. And what he remembered are the study verses for today. Take a look at Lamentations 3, verses 21 through 23. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. His compassions do not fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So how could Jeremiah dare to hope? Because he remembered the help of God in the past. He remembered God's faithfulness to him. He remembered God's long-suffering mercy. He remembered how God's love had not failed him yet. He trusted God. And notice how he puts it. He puts it this way, verse 24. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. Now, it's easy to read about Jeremiah's hope and trust in God. It's easy to talk about trusting in God. I think most of us would agree that God is there to help us. It's easy to agree with that. What's difficult is actually trusting it when life gets tough. It's hard to find hope when everything in life seems to be coming apart. Even remembering God's help in the past doesn't always cut it when we're faced with unfamiliar problems and hurdles. Christian author E.G. White, she puts it this way in her book, Life Sketches. She writes, we have nothing to fear for the future, except as we shall forget the way the Lord has led us and his teaching in our past history. You see, surely that's the boat Jeremiah was in. He had never experienced such devastation before. He had never seen such annihilation, blood and evil. It was all so foreign, so frightening. And yet he still dared to hope and trusted in God for his help. So perhaps you today are facing an unfamiliar pain and, and difficulty. Maybe in the past, when you got yourself into trouble, it was easy to trust God for help because you had been there before. However, perhaps the trouble you are in now is new terrain for you and your hope has run out. Maybe it's the loss of a job you've had for years. Maybe it's you've lost someone special. Maybe it's the realization that you're not as young as you used to be and you can't do some of the things you love anymore. Perhaps life has forced you into some kind of change that is very scary and you don't know how to respond. 
How can we find the kind of trust in God that empowered Jeremiah to dare to hope? How can we find the confidence to believe that God will help us? How can we find God in our darkness when, when we don't feel God at all? I believe the answer can be found in the verses that follow our study verses. See, it is one thing for Jeremiah to say, God is great and merciful. He is faithful. He will help. It is beautiful. But how do we apply it? How do we make that real for us? Well, Jeremiah would tell us the secret to having such hope and trust in God in the midst of such unspeakable tragedy and pain. Take a look at what Jeremiah says in Lamentations 3, verse 25. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. You see, after Jeremiah says that he dares to hope in pain and waxes poetic on the mercies of God being new every morning, he gets down to the business of how hope works. He gets down to the brass tacks of learning to trust God. He plainly says that the Lord helps those who depend on him and search for him. You see, the word search here, it really means crave. In other words, God helps those who ask him for help. Now, that sounds pretty simple, doesn't it? But let me tell you one of the biggest things we forget God loves us and cares for us, and God wants what is best for us. He wants to help us, but God is not about to barge into your life. That's not the kind of God we have. Have you ever experienced someone who tried to push their opinions on you? Ever had some insufferable person try to force their agenda on you? It's not very pleasant, is it? I have to confess to you that one of my pet peeves, one of the things that annoys me the most are people who try to control me or force me into things. So confession, they say, is good for the soul. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you that sometimes, sadly, I lose my Christian witness when encountering pushy people. See, I think one of my biggest strengths and one of my biggest weaknesses is my strong sense of defiance. It's not fun dealing with pushy people. But our God is not a pushy God. He's not going to force anything on you. His Spirit, well, that will gently nudge you, but God's not going to push you into anything. That's what Jeremiah means when he says, the Lord is good to those who depend on Him and those who search for Him. In other words, the humble get the help. Now, I don't know who said that, but it's true. Now, don't let that mess up your theology. This doesn't mean that God will not help us unless we grovel and feel terrible about ourselves, nor does it mean that when you see someone struggling that they're not humble enough. It simply means that God will not show up in your life uninvited. 
He will help you when you ask him for help and make room for him in your life. He will help you when you let go of control and depend on him. Once you do that, well, you can have hope and confidence because God's help will be on the way. That's why Jeremiah said this next in Lamentations 3, now verse 26. It is good that a man should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. In the early part of World War II, a Navy submarine was struck, was stuck on the bottom of the harbor in New York. It seemed that all was lost. There was no electricity. Oxygen was quickly running out. In one last attempt to rescue the sailors from that steel coffin, the U.S. Navy sent a ship equipped with Navy divers to the spot on the surface directly above the wounded submarine. A Navy diver went over the side of the ship to the dangerous depths in one last rescue attempt. The trapped sailors heard the metal boots of the diver land on the exterior surface, and they moved to where they thought the rescuer would be. In the darkness, they tapped in Morse code, is there any hope? The diver on the outside, recognizing the message, signaled by tapping on the exterior of the sub, yes, there is hope. See, because Jeremiah depended on God and asked for help, he could wait in quiet confidence in the Lord for salvation. And salvation here means wholeness. So you need help from God today? You need hope? Ask God for help and wait quietly and confidently for his help. So let me tell you what I've learned. God may not come early, but he will never be late. He is always on time. Just don't give up. Help is on the way. In the meantime, don't try to guess what God is going to do. Just trust his word and stick close to him. Don't look at everything at once. Just do the necessary things God calls you to do, one step at a time. And after you have taken several steps, the answers will begin to appear. In those times, you will find that your hope, your faith will grow. You know, throughout my life, I've learned this to be true. God is always right on time. Through my pain and my problems and the confusion, I have learned I can trust God. Even though I can't always see God at work, or sometimes even feel Him, I know I can trust God to see me through my suffering and redeem it. I have learned in my life that God is bigger than any of my problems. Marianne Franco of Stewart, Florida, understands this as well as anyone. ABC News reported that 20 years ago, 
Mary Ann survived a car accident, but her injuries left her legally blind. Until recently, when she fell in her Okichibi home and injured her spine. Mary Ann underwent surgery at the hospital to fix the damage. But the surgeon fixed, well, more than he knew. She awoke and asked a nurse for pain medication and realized that she could actually see the nurse. According to Dr. John Ashfar of Stewart, Florida, what he witnessed at Martin Memorial Hospital was something beyond what his medical training taught him to expect. The restoration of Mary Ann Franco's vision, a true miracle. I don't have a scientific explanation for it. Now, doctors have offered plausible theories for how she could have regained her sight from a totally unrelated surgery. But none of them explain another oddity. See, before the accident, Marianne was colorblind. And now she's not. She's seen her grandchildren for the first time and her beloved cat and dog. She's experiencing life anew, a gift, she says, that only can be described as an act of God. In the morning, she says, I get up and look out and the sun is coming through the trees and the beams are coming down. Oh God, she said, it is so wonderful to see. Now I know what you're thinking. How come she was healed and others are not? I don't know. I don't know why. I wish I could tell you why. I know some people who have prayed for healing their whole lives and they've never been healed. And I also know folks who prayed for healing and were truly healed. I don't know why that is. But I do know this. God answers prayer. God's love never fails us. There's a theologian named Victor Havel who defined hope this way. Hope, he said, it's not the conviction that something will turn out well, but the certainty that something makes sense regardless of how it turns out. Earlier this week, an old couple received a call from their son who lives far away. The son said he was sorry, but he won't be able to come for a visit over the holidays after all. The grandkids say hello. And they assured him that they understood, but when they hung up the phone, they didn't dare look at each other. Earlier this week, a woman was called into her supervisor's office to hear that times are hard for the company and they had to let her go. So sorry, they said. She cleaned out her desk, packed away her hopes for getting ahead, and wondered what would she tell her kids. Earlier this week, someone received terrible news from a physician. Someone else earlier this week heard the words, 
I don't love you anymore. A number of years ago, researchers performed an experiment to see the effect hope has on those that are undergoing hardship. Two sets of laboratory rats were placed in separate tubs of water. The researchers left one set in the water and found that within an hour they had all drowned. The other rats were periodically lifted out of the water and then returned. Interesting, what happened, the second set of rats swam for 24 hours. Why? Not because they were given a rest, but because they suddenly had hope. Those animals somehow hoped that if they could just stay afloat just a little bit longer, someone would reach down and rescue them. If hope holds such power for unthinking rodents, how much greater should its effect be on our lives? God may not show up the way you expect him to, but God will show up. I also know this. The day we stop expecting miracles to happen is the day we stop believing in the power of God. Are you in darkness right now? Ask God for help, and help will be on the way. God may not come early, but I guarantee you, he will never be late. Let's pray. Gracious God, loving Heavenly Father, thank you for your faithfulness towards us how you have placed the resources of heaven at our disposal. You have told us if we seek, we shall find. If we ask, you will respond. If we knock, you will open. Father, I pray for the viewers right now that find themselves in an unthinkable situation. I pray that they may call out for help and know that help is on the way. In Jesus' name, amen. Isn't it wonderful to just be able to say, great is God's faithfulness. And every day, every morning, God renews his blessings to us. You know, just think about that if um, you're in darkness right now and you're in a tough situation. You know, we have at this time of the program always a resource that we'd like to make available to our viewers to, to help them to better understand the, the will of God. And, and uh, we have a very special little booklet here today. It's called uh, Hope for the Hurting. And uh, maybe you're watching to me and you're hurting. Well, get this book. Maybe you're not hurting, but you know someone at work or a member of your family or a neighbor that's hurting, why not request this book for them? For those of you that are watching us, maybe for the very first time, these little booklets, they arrive at your home, postage paid, they're free of charge. There's no obligation on your part whatsoever. They're a gift from our ministry to you. So if you'd like to request this book, pay close attention to the information you're about to hear. 
To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. That's the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. You can also write us at Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. And we would be happy to send the offer out to you. That's Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you could order this offer by calling our 1-800 number and speaking with one of our volunteers at 1-800-972-0337. 1-800-972-0337. Operators are standing by now. While on our website, you can leave a prayer request, and if impressed to do so, donate to help keep this ministry on the air. Thank you for your support. Well, we're at the end of another program. Thank you so much for uh, watching. And uh, if I may be so bold as to ask for a favor, can you let your friends and family know that you tune in, that you enjoy the program when we're on, and encourage them to also tune in. You know, to help you in that, we have our website, l4ltv.com. You can refer them to the website. They can catch up on all of the previous programs because they're all there. They can request the, the, the offer that we have. They can do that online. They can find out where I'll be appearing live and maybe I'm coming out to where you live and you can come out and, and, and introduce yourselves. I'd love, I'd love to meet you. You can uh, listen to other messages I have there that deal with some pressing issues that folks ask me about all the time, like, you know, what happens to us when we die? And how will the world end? And can we know when it's going to end? Or why do bad things happen to good people? All of those messages are on the website there. You can watch them. There's a handout that you can download for further study. There's a tab also that is the Donate Today tab. And you can make a donation directly to the ministry. It is a charitable organization, so you'll get a receipt for income tax purposes. And just want to let you know that every donation, every dollar that you send goes directly to cover costs like airtime, the studio time, the gifts. Not a penny of that comes to me in terms of salary or any benefit to me whatsoever. It is all reinvested directly in this ministry. So, Give that a thought, pray about it, and if you feel so impressed to do so, we'd love the support. Also want to remind you of uh, some of our social media activities. You know, we're on Instagram, Santos underscore Bill. Every day I put out a one-minute devotional video. Follow me on Instagram. Uh, like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash L4L television. All of the programs are on there also. You can follow me on Twitter. Now, before we go, very quickly, we have another branch of our ministry that is our overseas humanitarian work, where we go overseas, we provide free dental care, free medical care, we bring clothing, we build structures. We're actually looking at building a music school in Paraguay. If you'd like to participate in that, contribute to that, join us on one of those trips, visit the website missionnowcanada.com. 
www.thepeopleshow.com. We are all out of time. Thank you again for joining us. I hope we get a chance to do this again real soon. God bless you. We'll see you here next time.